What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. Good evening, Bucks Nation. Welcome to another podcast of Real Bucks Talk. I'm Michael Plus. Mark Ramirez joining me. And in this podcast episode, we are going to get into the Atlanta Falcons and what we see as far as how the Bucks can attack this team. And hopefully they take advantage of the exploits and the weaknesses and all the good stuff that they can do on offense and defense. And hopefully it leads to a win and we get to three and two. Can you believe that? <laughs> we got to hope they can exploit the weaknesses oh, of the Falcons. I know. That's a big hope, but we are here. To point some of them out, right? Yep. I mean, that's what we do. We love the Bucks, Win or loss or draw or tie, whatever you want to call it. We love them, and that's why we spend <laughs> our free time looking them up. Yeah. Figuring out where our weaknesses are and where their weaknesses are. Right. And with the Falcons, you look at the Falcons overall, yes, a great offense led by a great quarterback who's done it year in and year out. Right. Constantly, and he's got them to the Super Bowl. Hasn't won you one yet, but obviously shows he can get you there. Um, great athletes on the outside: Julio Jones, Sanu, now Calvin Ridley, yeah, and Hooper. Can't forget Hooper. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> and then you got Tevin Coleman, right? Devonta, Devonta Freeman. He's yeah. limited participant, right, in practice. Yeah, I mean, we can let's talk about the injuries a little bit. I mean, yeah. both sides are. Um, you know, a little. I mean, Atlanta's more banged up than we are. Actually, the Bucks are probably the most healthy they've been. We in a, healthy. Yeah, probably the most healthy we've been in a while. So, it looks like we're going to have a full team this week. Or hopefully, close to, get, to it. Yeah, close to it. Um, we might get OJ Howard back, which is amazing. Uh, Bo Allen back, which will be good. And now you have a, you know, actual rotation. You know, among mm-hmm. your defensive line, which is what's the goal. So that's that's good signs. The secondary looks, for the most part, pretty healthy. So well, I had full participant. Right. So that's huge. And and then you look at Atlanta. Atlanta's obviously they've already suffered big injuries across their defense. Um, they might have a couple guys out this week. We're hoping Grady Jarrett doesn't play because he is that's probably their best player on defense as far as the front front four. Um, it's between him and Trufant. Yeah. Yeah. Best two overall. Right. Right. So. So they're they're suffering a little you know injuries um, here and there and then, uh, but yeah, like, Bucks fans, you better hope Grady Jarrett didn't play. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about the run game, but he could be a total disruptor in the run game. Yeah, absolutely. and both pass and run, but he's he's a good boy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mean, with that being said, uh, that's the news from injury report. Uh, we had you know some press conferences today. Mike Smith, Dirk Cutter, uh, I believe. I'm not sure who spoke as far as players go. I, I know Ali Marpet. Oh, that's some big news. Uh, big. Ali, yeah, Ali Marpet getting his new uh, five-year deal, which is nice. Um, so that's huge, uh, getting him signed back. And hopefully he can stay at left guard for you know the rest of his career. He doesn't have to keep moving around and can really you know develop fully and, and be that guy that we expect him to be. So uh, that was awesome to see. Um, trying to think if there's any other tidbits. Um yeah, I mean Mike Smith today it was usually you know the usual. He's still not fired. Yeah, he's still here. Um, you know he's he knows he has to do a better job. He came out and said that today. Uh, players have to get on the same page as the coaches and blah 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 and all that that good stuff. So 
I'm about that action. That's what we need to see, start seeing some results. So hopefully uh, we can start to see that. You know, Coach Buckner talked earlier on Monday. He's like, we've been pretty average. We need to be better. So hopefully that is going to be the next step for this this young experienced defense that we can hopefully they young experience yeah huh? young experience <laughs> defense because uh, they have a good mix of veterans and, and rookies so hopefully that will translate on the field finally uh this week i mean i'll say this so yeah our defense god we've been talking about it so much uh the d-line it looks like it could be healthy right. almost all the way i mean Yes, we're also missing Unrine, mm-hmm. who we won't get back to like what week six, week seven. No, well, we're in week six now, but it's gonna, or it's going to be probably like week nine, closer. Oh, to Jesus. Week nine. Yeah. But okay, that's another piece. But mm-hmm. Bo Allen and Vitavea together would be a beautiful thing. Let's right. let's hope that's yeah. that comes to fruition. And then also Vitavea finally, hopefully, he plays the whole game mm-hmm. instead of just thirty snaps. Right. So maybe fans will start realizing what Vita Vea can be mm-hmm. and what kind of impact he can give next to Joe McCoy, JPP, Curry. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think he's going against Alex Mack, who's going to be a big matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a damn good center. Yeah, he can get overpowered, but technique-wise, he's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and helps out those two guards of Atlanta really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the outside edges, Jake Matthews, like – They've always been that's left tackle for Falcons. Mm-hmm. They've they've been hot and cold with him. They've almost like not wanted to bring him back sometimes. Yeah. So that shows how much faith they have in him. He's gonna be going against JPP, mm-hmm. a, a great proven veteran. Yeah, who's playing great for us right now. I think we have an edge there. And then Curry going against Schroeder. Schroeder got a good contract. He's actually a good good player, but. Mm-hmm. Dunlap, although he's a better player than I believe Curry is, Dunlap had his way with him against against the Bengals. Right. Uh, I got, oh, and also um, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt did very well against Schroeder mm-hmm. against their last their last game. So I mean, they are beatable on the line. It's not like they're unbeatable. Mm-hmm. They do have great route concepts, which we talked about on Twitter. Yeah. They find a way to get to like. Exploit every aspect or every part of the field. Mm-hmm. It's not just like how we do. Let's just go deep. <laughs> and I'm going to say that again. Yeah. All we do is want to go deep. Yeah. And that's why our offense sputters. But hopefully with Winston at the helm, there's a difference in that, and he makes his own damn decisions instead of just let's just push this damn thirty ball thirty yards deep. Yeah. But I mean, that's the reason why their offense is so good. They have a great quarterback, and they have route tree that is available for anywhere. Mm-hmm. If he has time, he can look deep. If he doesn't have time, he can move up in the cop pocket, hit the running back in the flats, or hit the tight end in the middle. Like, there's everything exploited. And it's a great offense to look at, right. especially on tape and game film. It's bringing back the time he has to throw. Mm-hmm. And Steelers did that very well. Yeah. And I don't – I heard a lot of people listening to a podcast or something – um, where they were saying, oh, the Steelers are just so very, very hard to, to figure out. Do you know, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. they were saying, oh, they're going to simplify for us. Yeah. Because, oh, they're doing so damn shitty. What do you mean they're so hard to read? <laughs> two weeks ago, they were in the shitter. Yeah. So I don't want to hear nothing they're hard to read. No, they were actually easy to read. Mm-hmm. Our backup, our backup, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
threw for 400 yards against them. Right. They weren't a hard defense. No. They just have a really good defensive line. Mm-hmm. The secondary shit. So I don't want to hear, oh, they're good at disguising. No, because everyone else made them look like a joke. Yeah. Including us. Yeah. We just shit on our own selves. But I just want to make that point. Get in Ryan, Ryan's face mm-hmm. and make him rush a decision. Yeah. Help the secondary out. And again, that's what we stressed in the last podcast was we need to blitz more. Those linebackers need to get in and utilize what they do best. Like David's a really good blitzer. They, they've been... Set out looking like jackasses too many times against these running backs. Like obviously, the, you how many times do you have to prove yourself that you can't do something before you, you the coaches realize okay we're putting them up to fail. Yeah, yeah. I mean Atlanta's Atlanta's offense is all predicted on you know timing and then the the routes that they run. I mean uh, the the running game is all timing because it's a zone offense. They like to uh, hit those cutback lanes, so they like to set everything up based on the zone run. Uh, they'll run some power here and there, but when they do run power, it's pretty obvious that they're going to do that uh, just based on the formations that they'll they actually be in. have a fullback there. Yeah. So, but again, they're also very good at like very creative as far as what kind of plays they run out of each formation. They do a great job of running something different, but it's the same formation. So that's where they get really good. Their route variation, like we said earlier, is just spot on. They attack every inch of the field, and that is something that makes it very difficult to defend them. Uh, they always have a guy short, intermediate, and deep. Uh, so, and then Matt Ryan, he's so good at like just moving in the pocket. So when you have a chance to bring him down, it's going to be critical that you wrap him up and like make sure he's down because he just knows how to move to the left or right, and then he'll find who he wants to get the ball out to. I mean, he just knows where everybody is on the field just because he's been playing for so damn long. I mean, he just know, <laughs> he knows everything. So, And you're not really going to confuse him. So, I mean, the only way you can beat him is if you find a way to uh, make him throw under, you know, three seconds and it's two where the route is supposed to be 3.5. You change that timing up. So our corners and our, our linebackers, even our defensive ends, need to do a job of, like, like hit the tight end, you know, if the tight end's going out, yeah, hit chip him. Yeah, hit yeah. him or or hit the running backs, you know, if they're coming through the line of scrimmage, try to hit them and, and get them going somewhere else. Off their timing. Yeah. And same thing with our corners and the receivers. Uh hopefully Carlton Davis can do that against Julio Jones. That's a tall task, but hopefully he can find a way to disrupt him. But I think we'll be okay against Julio. The guys that scare me is the other guys, like Mark said, Sanu and, and Ridley, just the way they can get open. So that that in itself is going to be a challenge, but we're just going to have to win up front. I mean, that's that's where it's going to come down to. You know, you've got to get after them. Yeah, let me say this about our, our defense, going against their offense. Our defense, I've been saying it, the personnel is there, the defensive scheme isn't there. Right. You got to be able to use your players to their best ability, and Mike Smith has even said this, and he doesn't do it. Right. So hopefully, we see changes somewhere, because mm-hmm. that's that's another reason I, we can't predict much. We can only tell you what we see yeah. happening. Yeah. And yeah, what we see is they're trying to fit a scheme on players that can't run it yet, yeah. and they're forcing them to keep doing it repetitively, and that's why we look like shit. Mm-hmm. So you you can't expect. Oh, all of a sudden, hopefully there's change. I can I can say hopefully there's a change. Yeah. But really, our the players that we have are 
talented enough to, to be good players. Mm-hmm. So can we defend Julio Jones if we're playing the right defensive scheme? Yeah. 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 If you have them go play an easier, simple concept like the Steelers went out and said they were going to do against us, mm-hmm. and now people are saying their defense is great yeah. because they held the Falcons to 17 points. Right. Yeah, give me a break. Come on. Like, well, then, you know, I hope there's a story coming out. Mike Smith saying, "Oh, I'm going to go more simple." <laughs> God, I'd love that. Yeah, and and to Mark's point, I mean, Pittsburgh, what they did is they just they using what they do best, and that's blitzing. You know, get after the quarterback, stay aggressive, use their linebackers to get after it, and not force them to go backwards because that's where they struggle. So it's just simplifying. You know little things among this defense, you know, you have the players, like Mark said, all you have to do is just let them go out there and, and play. I mean, cut the thinking out of it and just let them go after the ball. That is something where you can do, you know, whether it's cover one or, or even a cover two, you don't have to play much cover three. Yeah. You don't want to get beat deep. You know, you don't want to give up the big play, which we have done in the past, but you got to find a way to, either send the house and get after this quarterback consistently or, you know, you're just going to continue to get beat by the slow death. You know, Mike Smith said it today. It's either you want you want death quickly or do you want it slow? And it's like, no, that doesn't really apply because if you're doing what you're supposed to do and winning your matchups, then you should be fine. You should be able to get off the field. I mean, but you have to be able to scheme that in the right way. Yeah, use your players the right way. Yeah. But I I believe our our defensive line can show up against their offensive line. Yeah, absolutely. Even though, and but I do I'll say this: they are pretty good at at blocking, run blocking. Mm-hmm. The pass blocking, they'll give Matt Ryan enough time, and Matt Ryan's so good at stepping up and moving around in the pocket, yeah. where he makes a lot of plays by himself. But they are beatable against the pass rush. So if we get a lead, which we very well could be, and we'll talk about the offense next, but. Mm-hmm. We should be able to start sending the dogs out on them, yeah. which is going to be a pretty thing to see, mm-hmm. considering Vea is ultimately healthy, right? And what he can command and hope. I'm I'm looking like an idiot now, saying that I love the pick, <laughs> but I'm hoping time will take its course and we end up seeing that he is a damn good player, yeah. Which I believe he is, um, but the linebackers, please blitz. Secondary, I want to see Whitehead have a first time starting, see what he can do. Mm-hmm. He's going to be ultra-aggressive. Let him be that ultra-aggressive. Yeah. Let him do that. Justin Evans is better back in space. Mm-hmm. Let him do what he does best, right? Yeah. Have us try a little single high safety. Right. See what happens. And let the, the guys on, on the outside either be man on that side mm-hmm. or be a zone on just that side. Don't have them crossing over and switching over to some other teammate right 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 don't make them think too much and that's again what you were saying with pittsburgh Mm -hmm. all pittsburgh did i was watching a lot of them they they do a lot of single high yeah and this the linebackers would sit there if it was a play action and they didn't have a man they'd blitz they'd go right on in make it simple you're either here you're there yeah there's no thinking three four five different things Mm -hmm. it is make it simple and we haven't seen simple we've seen a lot of guys trying to do too much Mm -hmm. thinking they need to be here Miscommunication means they're, they're thinking too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it could also mean that someone didn't tell them where they were going to be. Right. But if you're having that much crap, pre-snap, they should know already where they need to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They shouldn't have to be thinking, oh, God, what, what, we just changed the whole thing. No. Mm-hmm. 
stick to where your assignment is and it will work. Right. Stop changing so much stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be A or B. You know, if it's A, then you go there. If it's B, hey, I got to go do this. You know, just keep it very limited. You don't have to do too much on defense. Again, defense is about, again, it's about finding ways to disrupt what the offense is going to do. Offenses today, they can dictate so much because they have the advantage as far as rules go. So you have to find a way to put the pressure on them. You have to find a way to get them to amp it up even faster because offenses don't really like to go fast. I mean, especially a quarterback. A quarterback likes to, you know. Like you said, timing. Yeah, it's all timing. Everything is timing. Again, offenses have the advantage because they know where they're going to go with the ball before, you know, and that's why defense is more reactionary. So if it's reactionary, then you need to be not thinking. You have to be able to play. You have to be able to play fast. For those who didn't see it <laughs> plus pointed strictly to his head <laughs> stop thinking and just yeah. react yeah react you, have, you have to be able to react and play fast if you can't then like we've seen in the in these four weeks or the four games they're always a step behind and you just can't you can't have that that's something that needs to be yep yeah. i fully i can agree more <laughs> i mean again it's it's a, us going into the way of putting them in a position to succeed and that's all it is. You have rookies, but they're learning on the job. So help them out. Learn easier. Right. You're not going to get these concepts where you're like, oh, if this guy's coming here, shade him, and then mm-hmm. send him off to the safety. No. Like, yeah. have him stick to one little zone of a 10-yard box mm-hmm. where he needs to cover or stick to a man. Right. Yeah. Put him in, in quarters. Like, like, don't make it harder than it needs to be and then let your – defensive line mm-hmm. do what they need to do the yeah. defensive line right now just hasn't shown what they can do and they're they're a good defensive line mm-hmm. they just haven't been able to have time to get in right because there's been no coverage mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but and another thing like if we're in base defense and you have like a darius taylor on the field that guy needs to go in on like every play like just send him on blitzes consistently uh we need to start mixing things up. I mean, run more zone blitzes. If you're going to have, you know, Quan Alexander and he's not matched up with the running back or tight end, then send his butt in there and, and let him go, you know, cause some havoc. Um, you got to do something along those lines where you're you're mixing up. You got to send some safety blitzes, you know, slot blitzes, stuff like that. But it has to be timed and it has to be schemed properly. If it's not, then it's just going to get picked up and then you're going to be in trouble. That's another thing, you know, Mike Smith talked about, you know, max protection, and it's, you know, it's harder to, to win against max protection. You know, Shit. someone's got to get, you know, crazy and win their one-on-ones. Yeah, that's true. Someone does have to win their one-on-ones, and that's for every play. But, again, you should have some type of way to, to fight against that. There has to be a way where you can communicate, okay, we're in max. That means we have to go back into max coverage, you know, send more guys out in coverage to help your your team out. Like if you're seeing a blitz against max protection, then you're you're kind of screwed because now you left your secondary, you know, out to sit. So well, I mean pinpoint what you're saying, max protection. Right. Falcons did that against Steelers. It still didn't work. They got sacked. There, well, there you go. And you know why? <laughs> it's because like I said, they simplified things. Mm-hmm. The linebackers delayed, so a delayed blitz Gives the, the running back thing, oh, they're not going to come. Right. So they try and help out. And guess what? Nope, that hole's wide the hell open because mm-hmm. they think they're going to f- fall back. And to that point, so every team in the NFL knows 
we suck on defense. Our secondary sucks. Mm-hmm. And so are, it sounds like every announcer everywhere says, oh, all we run is a cover three. Yeah. Old schemes. Mm-hmm. So use that to your advantage. I'm going to say this right now. A good coach right now mm-hmm. would see, oh, the the trend is everyone keeps thinking we're running this cover three defense. We're basic. We're just running this. We just keep running it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Okay, you just had two weeks to plan. Right. And I put this on Twitter. If, if we lose bad, mm-hmm. it's on coaching. It's not yeah. on the players. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've had two weeks to prepare for it. One team that just lost mm-hmm. is in the dumps. Yeah, they may be pissed. It doesn't matter. They they just played a damn game. Yeah, the on buck, Sunday the Bucks should be pissed. The Bucks should be pissed of the disgrace they put on on yeah. the field on yeah. the tape. Yeah, the last two weeks. So they need to be pissed. Come out and execute a plan that they were ex- they were told to execute. Mm-hmm. So if they lose, to me, if they lose this week, I don't give a shit how pissed off Atlanta is that they lost and they're one and four. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the man the owner says this. I don't give a shit. We should be more pissed mm-hmm. and more prepared than the Falcons are and win. But my point was. If every team thinks we're going to run a 4-3 basic system, mm-hmm. a great coach would say, okay, well, let's play into that. Yeah. This looks like we're going to run a cover three. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Just, oh, stay in that same formation. And then right before the snap, change it up. Right, yeah. Go blitz. Yeah, you rotate. Rotate out. Mm-hmm. And then, but no, you have that assignment right there. Yeah. Give that illusion, then switch out and be like, holy shit, the Bucks are running something other than a cover three. Right, yeah. And that, that's just me speaking. Mm-hmm. Will the Bucks do it? Who the fuck knows? I'm sorry to throw the bomb, but yeah. it's going to happen. We're explicit for a reason. But it, it comes to a point where there's no way in hell Mike Smith should be dumber than I am. Right. right. And Cutter, keep defending his ass. Just do it until you get fired then, I guess. Yeah. But you got to be smarter. And if you want to take the, the call for it, then I'm going to give you it. Mm-hmm. Try and be all hard-ass all you want to the media. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yell on here. Guys, you're getting your asses beat, not based on personnel, but on coaching. Mm-hmm. So switch it up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to you have to find ways to mix up your coverages. I think you know if you're like you said, if you're going to do cover three, then we need to show like you know cover three, but then go into like a, a cover one, do something along those lines where it's you know a single high safety, like you said, or if you're going to do like a zone blitz concept. You know, mix, you know, show cover three, but then do his own blitz. And then you're like, oh, and then they'll be like, what the what hell? What the hell happened there? So uh, that's something that they need to do uh, more consistently. But I think, you know, with that being said, defensively, they're going to have their challenges. But let's get to the real story where this team has to be excellent. And that's on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I said it. I've been saying it all week or not all week, all year mm-hmm. that What's going to drive this team is our offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was our backup. I don't care how many people thought, oh, let's ride the magic. (laughs) The magic was going to end, whether you liked it or not. Winston is the starter, was the starter, will be the starter. Mm -hmm. And it was Fitzpatrick just getting us to him. Yeah. It wasn't Fitzpatrick, oh, he's... He's done these broken records. There's broken records every week because the NFL is a passing league now. And Drew Brees is a product of that based on him breaking the passing yards record, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing is, is just, we have every web. If J.J. Howard plays, right. good God, mm-hmm. we could just pick apart this Falcons defense. Yeah. There's so many injuries all over the field. Trufant, yes, is a great cornerback. I've said this in years past. Stop attacking him first. Mm-hmm. And I said this against the Saints. Okay, Lattimore is a great cornerback. So you play Trufant the same thing. 
Don't attack him early. Right. You just don't do that. Yeah. Go towards the other side where you know there's a weakness. Mm-hmm. Alford is the other corner on the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. He is not good. No, he's not. He is short. He is slow. He can't stay with Mike Evans. He can't stay with Deshaun Jackson. Right. He's not going to be able to stay with Godwin. Mm-hmm. Attack, attack, attack. Same way you did against the Saints. I think you said that earlier in the, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. You attack that side until the Falcons have to change the shade to help out him. <laughs> the second the defense has to shade or has to make their change is when you know you have total control over a game. Right. So what do you do? You attack Alford. The second you see that high safety, the only single high safety, which I put on Twitter, but we'll talk about more here. If he starts shading over to the side of Alford, mm. that's when you know you got Trufant beat, and that's when you can start attacking Trufant. Right. And I, I know people. I usually said that in years past. Of oh, be scared of this guy. Be scared. I didn't mean as don't throw towards his side at all. Mm-hmm. But it was just be smarter when you go towards that side. Yeah, yeah. You have to be aware of when to attack certain players, and that's something that this Bucks offense has done a better job of, you know, for this season, but you know, they have to do it. They have to do it more consistently. Uh, again, they're going to have advantages, especially in the middle of the field and to Alford's side uh, to take advantage. Um, you know, their linebackers are, are not very great. They're not great as far as going backwards. Uh, safety play is, is, you know, average because it, they don't have, they don't have the guys that they had to start the season. You know, Keanu Neal is a big part of that. Uh, then they lost their other safety. So um, they're definitely hurting in the secondary. Uh, and it's something that we can definitely uh, execute, you know, take exploit. If we execute properly as far as just taking what is there, there's going to be, you know, O.J. Howard if he plays. Cam Brate's going to be open in the middle. I, I would suspect Cam Brate to have a big game just because it's Jameis Winston coming back. That is his boy. That's his guy that he knows, yep. you know, where he is at all times, and he just knows how to find him. Uh, same thing with, like, Adam Humphreys. I, I think he could have a bigger impact um, going forward, even more so than Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin and and uh, Fitzpatrick, they're on the same page. I think, you know, Godwin will eventually become the guy with Jameis, but I just think, like, Humphreys and Brait, those are two guys that, you know, Jameis looks for. Same thing with Mike Evans, but I think – like Mark said, we just can't force anything, you know, attack to set something up later in the game. And that's something that all great offenses do where, uh, you know, they're all the Patriots do. Yeah. I mean, they just, they go to one side consistently, consistently, and then they're going to hit you with something completely different in the second half. And that's, that's what the Bucks need to do on. That's all the chiefs are doing this year. Yeah. yeah. There's no God mystery about it. No. It's, it's they play the, the weaknesses of the other team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so l- let me just go on a little rant real quick. So, like I said in the last podcast, the Falcons are built to be fast, mm-hmm. and but they're small. Right. So, they're two defensive ends, Brooks Reed, Vuk Beasley. They can easily get run over. Yes, I, I truly feel, and a lot of other Bucks fans think, we should be able to run the ball. And I... Mm-hmm. I've been saying it. We should be able to run the ball. Yeah. But if you look how dismantled this team is, they're linebackers. Duke Riley, he's first starting this year. Mm-hmm. I liked him coming out of LSU. He's a really fast, athletic player, and that's what the Falcons build their defense around, fast, athletic, right. smaller, but fast and athletic. I thought he was a fit for us. Mm-hmm. 
But the thing is, he's not heady. He's just reactionary and he goes. Yeah. Devontre Campbell, another linebacker with their middle because mm-hmm. Deion Jones is out. He's forced to play in the middle. Right. Devontre Campbell is more of a blitz linebacker. Yeah. He's a, he's a big guy. He's thinking 6'5", 230, 240. Mm-hmm. He's better at blitzing. He's not good at covering. Right. These guys are in the position where they don't – they're not familiar right now. They're not – Mm. They're not p- supposed to play this way. Devontae Campbell's not supposed to be a middle linebacker. Right. He's playing middle for them. And every, every Buccaneer should know this guy. Keith Tandy. Yeah. He's their free safety. He's their starting free safety. He's their only free safety right now. Mm-hmm. We cut him. Right. <laughs> remember that. Yeah. We cut him. Yeah, he's going to be pissed. Oh, well, I'm facing my former team. But remember that we cut him. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he wasn't good enough to be on our roster. Right. So, he's... Beatable, and it, the reasons why he didn't make it was because of athleticism. He wasn't quick to get to a spot. He was heady, but he just couldn't right. get to a spot properly. Yeah. And their other safety, based off of injury again, is Casey Demonte. Mm-hmm. I liked him coming out of college. He came out of a smaller school, but again, he's just an aggressive guy, and he played corner. Right. And he's playing safety now. Yeah. I mean, just look all around. Like Grady Jarrett, hopefully doesn't play. If he doesn't play. They're bruised and battered and just yeah. riddled with injuries all over. And this our offense should take just pity on. No, don't take pity. Forget pity. <laughs> should dismantle they their sh- defense. They should be able to. Uh, I mean, Atlanta's you know start with the front four like like Mark said with Vic Beasley and uh, Brooks Reed. Yes, they can be run on. Uh, but again, it's about setting that up properly uh, with your runs as far as formations and and being creative in your run game. That's something that hopefully we will see this week where they're running more out of uh, shotgun formation or spread offense uh, as far as three wide receiver sets. Uh, I think you're going to see a bigger role from Ronald Jones. I think it's finally his time to get more carries. Uh, and, and Peyton Barber still is going to be a, a big, big-time part of this offense. I think getting those guys involved and, and utilizing what they do best. You know, Peyton is great as far as the power run game and running between the tackles. And you can get Ronald Jones on the outside, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to force those issues. You know, utilize them in both ways. Um, you know, that's something that we can do. Looking at their, uh, you know, their other defensive line, their nose tackle, uh, DeAndre Sinat is a rookie. He's pretty good from USF. I like his game. Uh, and then the other guy, I don't even know who their other guys are. Uh, I know they have Grady Jarrett. Again, if he doesn't play, then, you know, they still have Tack McKinley. I like him. But, Tack McKinley, I like it a lot. Yeah, but he doesn't – I don't think he's a full-time – He's a blitz specialist. Yeah, specialist. I mean, Brooks Reed's are starting edge. Vic okay. Lee's starting edge. Tack is the backup. Right. Derek Shelby is another one. But Derek he's, Shelby. He's, he's on okay. the injury report. Okay. And Stephen Means, another one the Buccaneers should know. Right. He's a fifth or sixth-round pick by Jason Light early on. Right, right, right. Didn't make it, but he went on the Eagles, looked very well. Okay. And now he's on the and Falcons. That, and that's another guy that can be run against. Uh, yep, again, smaller. Yeah, so, yeah, like Mark said, they don't have a big, you know, heavy front. They're based on speed. So, again, you have to find a ways to utilize that and take advantage. Like, if, if they're based on speed and you know they're going to be bringing pressure – you know, from different angles, then utilize and and use your screen game, use your, you know, quick passing game. You know, I put a play up on Twitter uh, earlier this week where the Bengals just ran a simple, you know, hot screen out into their slot. They got an easy eight yards. I mean, that's something that you guys can do, um, 
you know, if you face the right formation, again, they're mostly going to be in that single high safety. They're going to have the linebackers creep up on the on the line of scrimmage. So there's advantages there that you can definitely exploit. Uh, it's just up to, like we said, coaching. It's going to come down to coaching. Can we put the players in the right position? And can we just execute that game plan? But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. So for the Buccaneers, through our eyes, we can't speak for our coaches. And it's a big different playbook for when Winston's out there and when Fitzpatrick's out there. It's right. just plain and simple. Fitzpatrick is based on timing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the arm Winston has, so he'd have to throw on timing to a spot. Right. Winston can wait a little bit longer and deliver a bomb. Mm-hmm. Just based on his God-given ability. Right. So don't think, oh, if, as long as Winston runs Fitzpatrick's offense, it's going to work. He, Winston can do a lot more with his feet. I know Fitzpatrick runs more forward, mm. but Winston does a lot more bouncing around in the, in the backfield. Yeah. To yeah. avoid sacks and making plays with himself. And, like, with himself. <laughs> making plays by himself. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the thing is just that Winston – He's a number one overall pick for a reason. He can make something out of nothing. Right. He's he's going to go out there and he's going to give you all he's got every down. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he can hit timing. He can hit deep. Yes, Bucks fans don't think he can because he just hasn't hit on timing. Yeah. But from the reads I saw in Chicago besides that one pick mm-hmm. they threw to Aaron Lynch, Yeah. a lot of it was good. Right. A lot of it was good. And I think with – the weapons he has against this defense, who are just named off, like these guys cannot go cover our guys. Right. Like our one through three, one through four wide receivers should just have at it. Our linebacker, their linebackers against our tight ends, mismatch all day. Right. Yeah, Based I- on size, speed, everything. Like you can run anything. Just stop running deep routes every time. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're going to do that, you're going to play into what their strength is. Their only strength is speed in the outside, speed mm. in the edges. That's their only strength right now right. on defense. If you're going to play into that, you're stupid. You deserve to get fired. <laughs> Plain simple. Yeah, I mean, and like we've been saying, I mean, you have to be able to find the right place to attack. And that's something that this offense needs to do. They were showing it and glimpses, but they need to do it more consistently. Like if you know you have this certain mismatch on the outside – then that's where you need to go. Like if if you see how they're lining up, and that's another thing I was talking about, you know, offense has the advantage. They know what they're doing pre-snap. But again, you dictate that on what the defense is showing you. If they're in a certain coverage, then you know, hey, we got this play. We know to go to this guy here because he's going to be open. It's the easier option. It's the easy read. You make this simple. You don't have to overcomplicate things. You know, go where you're supposed to go, and that's fine the open guy and we have plenty of guys that can get open but for this week i think it's time like mark said it earlier it's time to get the run game going it's time to establish that uh again you don't have to run it 40 times i just want to see a commitment to the ground game where it's more balanced and we're not asking Jameis to throw 40 times you know and that's just asking for trouble uh it's going to lead Jameis to think like he has to do more than he's supposed to. I, I want to see it where it's just more collective and everything's balanced as far as what we're calling and how it's how it's being called. I agree. I mean, really, the run game will be there mm-hmm. unless we just set ourselves up again and give away we're going to run. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, there's times where you need to run the ball, 
it's still like play to what the defense is putting out there. Mm-hmm. We know they're weak against the run. Don't just give away your hand and have them know, okay, well, now now we can try against the run. Mm-hmm. Don't have them try at all. Have them keep thinking like how hard to secondary is thinking nonstop. It's 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 not hard, mm-hmm. but it we make it look hard. I right. mean, you you got everything to utilize. You're just not utilizing it well. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a it's gonna be a shootout. I think it will be. Yeah, likely. And if it's not, we deserve to get our asses kicked. <laughs> I'm I'm so, like I've I've given too many excuses and like I've heard other shows talk about how oh well. I'd want to hear Cutter's reasoning of why he doesn't want to fire Smith or why why we should hold him. We, he did that last year. Right, right. I thought Cutter should have been fired last year. Mm-hmm. Same here. And he has a job. He still has a job. He still has an offense that just tries to push the ball deep mm-hmm. instead of seeing where weaknesses are. And that's what we preach all the time. Right. That's what Sean McVay does all the time. It's all the Chiefs do. It's all the Patriots do. Right. It's not hard to be smart if you follow other people who are smart, mm-hmm. smarter than you. Yeah. Stop thinking you're coming up with something genius. When usually all the same things work, you just look for a weakness and you attack it. Yeah. That's not that hard. Yeah. And the same applies in the red zone where this team needs to be good. We have to get six points. Like, we can't settle for three. Like, if you have advantages inside the red zone, you have guys that are 6'5", 6'4", you need to get them the ball. You have to find ways to isolate them one-on-one. And find a way to get them the football. Run the damn ball in the red zone if you have to because that's the easiest way to score. But you have to find ways to be creative with that. Like, you know, do some reverses down there. Do something different as far as getting guys in motion and taking uh, advantage of creating space. Because that's what it's about. It's about creating space. That's what offense is. It's creating space for guys where you can set up big plays. Uh, That's what this team needs to do more consistently. And hopefully – Hopefully we see that <laughs> this week against uh, the Falcons. But um, I think I don't know. What, what do you want to go into now? I think that's going to wrap it up. Or I mean, final thoughts on the offense? Yeah, my final thoughts are it's it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun game where you're going to be hopefully like the Saints game shootout. You're jumping up and down nonstop. Winston's looking good. Mm-hmm. I truly think Winston is ready to explode. Yeah, me too. He he did it in the preseason. He showed a lot of it in the Bears game. Don't don't count us out. I mean, yes, I, I've been talking shit just because of anger. Mm-hmm. But our offense really is this good enough. And if we can execute plays instead of just pushing ball deep, right. we are that good. Mm-hmm. Just plain and simple. Yeah, the, the offensive line, I didn't mention that. The offensive line has to play better. Yeah. Against a beat-up, battered defensive line like the Falcons, just get it out earlier mm-hmm. if that's the case. Yeah. Because their edge rushers are fast, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll give them that. Vic Beasley did put up some numbers. Right. Brooks Reed is fast. Tack McKinley I did like. But the thing is, if that's the case, get rid of the ball faster. Right. Do some timing routes, and then once they start coming up closer, thinking, oh, boy, they're doing a bunch mm-hmm. of quick passes, then you attack. It's that, that simple. Yeah. yeah. But that that was my thought. Offensive line has to do much better. They, I hope they're pissed off because of what they did against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, let's establish a run for the first time ever in six weeks. <laughs> but I, I'm expecting a win. Yeah. If you don't get a win, you're, you're going to hear me every week from now on fire them. Yeah. Fire, fire both. Yeah. Fire the whole thing before the season ends. 
Yeah, I mean this this is a game like if if you want to if you want to make the playoffs and you want to be a serious team, this is a team you should beat. This is a team that should be a win. Um, we have all the players necessary to to get this win on Sunday. Uh, like we said on this podcast, it's going to be up to the scheme and how the coaches utilize these players, and it's going to come down to execution. And I think we have a great chance of winning on Sunday. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I expect a high score, like Mark said. But with that being said, I think we're going to uh, wrap it up here. But first of all, I just want to talk about you know the iTunes and uh, you know the comments and the reviews. We appreciate that. So everybody that has commented and given us five stars, thank you so much. Uh, be sure to uh, leave us more comments. We like to get your thoughts, how you feel about this team, uh, how you think the defense or offense should be doing. Uh, even if you want to, you know, hit us up on Twitter at Real Buckstock, you know, send us messages. Um, you know, if you want to see something specific, let us know and we can we can find a way to uh, cater towards that. Uh, if you want to see certain, you know, whatever, whatever it is like Bucks football, we can talk about it. And we love to talk with you guys and hear from you. So, uh, again, we appreciate everything. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to make one more comment. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, we're. we're what we do we, on the podcast, we, yeah, we talk to each other, but we also want to reach out to you guys and understand what you want to know, like he was saying. And, yeah, on iTunes, we've been getting a big, like, I don't know, just a big, like, appreciation for what we do. And that's what we wanted to see, like, that what we're voicing out to you is what we're trying to get off. Like, mm-hmm. trying to let you guys know where we see this and where we see that. And you all are understanding it. It's not like we're just talking crap, right? right? right. And I just wanted to give a – we have three – Reviews already on iTunes. We're just going to give a big shout out to Demetrios M for a comment on on iTunes, Esquitit ninety, and uh, Sean Love Grove one. Yeah. All of them just great comments. Thank you. And actually, it's not like just they are good. Mm-hmm. It was actually like where they wanted to give their opinion on how we are. Right. And it was good stuff, and I liked it. And I was I well, I read it, and it was. Showing that what we are doing is people are actually like. It's not just mm-hmm. they listen to it like, oh, it's subpar. <laughs> but it's they like yeah. what we talk about. They love hearing about the Bucks. They love hearing about where we suck at, where we're good at, mm-hmm. what we need to do to win. Right. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to do. And that's what we felt like needed to happen as a Bucks fan base. Mm-hmm. Not just going in there thinking, oh, we suck. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand that yeah. mentality. No, absolutely. And, and what Mark is saying, I mean, we just like to provide real analysis. Again, that's that's the point of the show. It's real Buckstock. So we like to, you know, give our opinions. But again, that doesn't mean you guys can't have your voices heard as well. Please, so yeah. we like to, you know, hear different thoughts because we're not perfect. We're not right every time, even though we, we think sometimes we are. But, <laughs> but it, it's, you know, it's about just help. We want to see this team win. And just like you guys want to see this team be a winner. Uh, and we're just trying to show you how this team uh, can get that done through X's and O's. I mean, really, that's that is our motto. That's what we look at. It's film analysis. Um, but yeah, hit us up on Twitter uh, if you have any questions. Like, if you don't understand like something that we're saying, uh, help us, and we can simplify everything. Um, you know, just simple feedback is always good. So um, that's that's what we're looking for, and we love doing this. Um, and with that being said. Uh, you can follow us now on Google Play. We are on Google Play now, so that is good. Uh, so if you have Android or, or whatever, that it's available now on Google Play, which is awesome. 
Uh, and we're also on Podbean, iTunes, as we mentioned. So be sure to leave us more comments and, and reviews and follow us on Twitter, Real Bucks Talk. And with that being said, everybody have a great night. I hope you enjoyed this show. And let's go Bucks. We need a big win on Sunday. It's a division game. Let's get to 3-2 and two for I don't know how long it's been since we've been 3-2, and two, but let's do it. Above 500, let's do it. <laughs>